Hello, hello, and welcome to the Badass Fertility Podcast. This is a weekly show dedicated to providing high vibe inspiration, down to earth information, and practical tools that help you become the mom you are meant to be. I'm so glad you're here today with us because today's show is super exciting, extra, extra, extra exciting because we have an amazingly inspiring woman, Amy Beckler, who's joining us today to tell us about how she overcame physical and emotional obstacles to become pregnant and is due with her baby girl this New Year's Eve. Not only does Amy have an amazing story that she'll share with us about how she overcame these obstacles to become pregnant, but she is also a licensed therapist who specializes in grief, anxiety, and trauma. She works with women who've experienced miscarriage and pregnancy loss. So we've got like a double dose of expertise coming onto the show today in the amazing Amy Beckler, who is going to open up and share with us her own personal experience um, as she lived it through the lens of someone who's also a therapist who specializes in this. So it's a really extra special way of looking at it. Um, Before we get started, I want to remind everybody who's listening. Last year at this time, Amy had no idea she'd be having a New Year's baby. And I want you to hold space for yourself, honor yourself, know that next year at this time, you could be preparing to welcome your New Year's baby. It is absolutely possible. And as we'll learn from Amy, there are certain things she did, which she'll tell us about that helped her get there. So. Let's learn from and get inspired by the amazing Amy Beckler. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me. We're oh, honored. I'm wiping tears right now because that was such an emotional introduction. <laughs> and and like they're tears of joy. They're just tears of such gratitude and in reference to this experience and to hear your words that you shared of a year ago, not knowing, right, that I would be where I am right now about to welcome my daughter, Earthside, is just really, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> I have goosebumps. I really do. I have goosebumps all over just listening to you say that. And I welled up too when I was, when I was saying it you know, and just thinking back to, you know, the conversation that we had before you became pregnant and looking at where you are now, it's, it's just amazing. So I really want to hear, I want to ask you to take us back to where you were. I think you said in January, 2021. So about two years ago, almost exactly. And almost three years Oh, three years. Right. Of course. We're going into 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to share. Thank you for that invitation. Um, so my husband and I had decided that we were going to start trying to conceive, right? Like, which miraculously and unexpectedly happened in our first go around in January of 2021. Wow. And it was, yeah. Right. Like what a, what a blessing and a gift. And it's like, wow, okay, this is easier than I, than I anticipated it would be. Cause I know a lot of women struggle with this mm-hmm. and, um, and I was both excited and very surprised and shocked and just sort of going through the motions of like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm pregnant. What does this mean? Like scheduling the appointments and doing all of the things and checking all of the boxes. And I remember I even bought one of those like pregnancy, like notebooks with all of the things in it to like write down <laughs> and check off and you know, like schedule and, and all the, okay. We have a planner over here. <laughs> Very fitting to my uh, A plus student personality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A planner. Exactly. Oh, I just got chills hearing you say that because that's something that I've had to uh, let go of (laughs) throughout Mm. this journey. Right. So how symbolic. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And in that first pregnancy, um, at nine and a half weeks, I started bleeding and went to the doctor and found out that the heartbeat had stopped which was also equally as shocking. Like, I feel like I was finally at the point where I was actually processing the fact that I was pregnant. Right. And like what this means and accepting it. Um, and then boom, it's gone. And I recall my doctor just kind of letting me know, like, you're going to be in some pain in the next few days. There's going to be some blood. You're going to, you know, experience, I don't even remember the exact word she used, but Girl, nothing could have prepared me for yeah. what was no, like, not at all. Like the the death and the birth that happened simultaneously at the same time for me and for yeah, this baby. Um, maybe we should have started this with a trigger warning too, because I'm realizing I'm getting into some some details. So I just want to be mindful of anyone listening if this is triggering, like. I just, I validate that and, and please feel free to do what you need to do in this moment for yourself, whether it's turning this off or continuing to listen. Um, I won't go into any more gory details, but it was um, obviously. I I will say though, Amy, I think that what you're sharing is something that a lot of our listeners have experienced and your presence knowing knowing that it's a a shared experience among women is also very powerful and important. So thank you for warning people. And also thank you for being open. Go on when you're ready. And you're right. The shared experience of that, like I remember, so the process of that obviously was very physically painful, emotionally painful, mentally, spiritually, all of the things. And I just remember in that, in those days, just feeling so confused. And if you've ever experienced that the rush of hormones that leaves your body is so intense. Like, I just felt like I was walking around, like something had just been ripped out of me, you know, against my, my will. 
that's how it felt. And um, just feeling so numb, so confused, so dark. I even remember going to the beach with my husband like um, the weekend after and just sitting there and the waves were massive. And I just turned to him and I was like, I just want to walk out there and let the waves take me under. And I, I just, I don't want to go through this anymore. And of course that was scary for him to hear. And not that I had any intent to harm myself or, or kill myself, but like the magnitude of the grief, like the depth of what I was experiencing just really led me to this deep, dark place of hopelessness. And like, what's the point, you know? Um, whew. So riding that wave, <laughs> figuratively and literally, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've got but, me tearing up over here. You articulate <laughs> the experience so powerfully. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and the irony of all of it was too, was that we had friends visiting that weekend and we had friends visiting the following week. Oh my it was God. Break from the school. Yeah. But and, and we went back and forth with, do we cancel? And, and honestly, I'm so glad that we still invited our friends to our home and, and we did share with them what was going on. Um, because obviously you could tell that something was off with me yeah. and what was supposed to be like an exciting time of telling them we're pregnant. It turned into yeah. the opposite. Right. Um, but we were met with such grace, such compassion. And honestly, I think that that's part of what saved me was connecting with my people and yeah. not going through it alone. Like, even though there's no words, right. That can be said to like, make it better. It was just like being in the presence of, of love and of friendship was really supportive during that time for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because often we think that we just have to isolate and go through it alone. And, and right. sometimes that's not what we need, you know, like what Absolutely. we really need is each other and we need love and we need connection and we need support. Um, so I'm grateful that that happened. And then, and then once I, I went back to work, um, I had shared with my boss and I started to open up to a couple of teachers who I worked with. And it was astounding to me that almost every woman that I shared this news with was like me too. Yeah. I experienced that as well. Like, like, why aren't we talking about this? Exactly. Go through this alone. Right. so shameful and dark and um and it just led me to this like deeper awareness and deeper understanding and empathy for women and like the secrets that we hide mm-hmm. from the world because yeah for whatever reason right like it's either not accepted or again it's shameful or the grief is so t- intense some women just want to brush it under the rug and forget about it and move on but the body always remembers you know so for me it's like i'm the type of person that wants to share what i've been through not just for my own healing journey but for others as well like as a means of sort of helping someone else know that they're not alone too and in that yeah. You know, and sharing that, I was like, wow, I'm really not alone in this. Um, that led me to um get back in therapy. And I recall my therapist being really empathetic and and sharing something profound with me that like this specific type of grief is a tsunami in its magnitude. 
Mm -hmm. enemy of sitting on the beach and experience those massive waves like that's what it felt like for me emotionally and at the same time it like it felt like everything and nothing at the same time you know and it just kind of led me into this like hopeless space for a while Mm -hmm. but the more that I started to open up about it and share and then eventually I shared on social media and I just had an outpouring of other women messaging me like I've been through this too. And now I have my rainbow baby and it's possible. And like, just sharing just sweet, you know, like possibilities. And that led me to create a support group for about six months um, to support other women. Amazing. Yeah. It was really cool. And, and I got to this place where, um, honestly, like it, it was, the support group, although it was so healing and so beautiful, it kept me kind of in like the energy of like the victimhood of like, why did this happen to me? Yes. Which is, yeah, go on. Yeah. Very well said. Um, And I recognize like, although I'm doing this from a space of serving other women, I think I need to take a break from this because it's just a little bit too much for me. Um. And I, I think that's a- really powerful that you recognized the point where processing the loss shifted from a healthy process into one where you, like you said, began to stick in a sort of more victimhood energy, right? Like, I want to say that you were linger, like you were lingering in it longer right. than you needed to be exactly. at a certain point. Exactly. Where I was like living it over and over and over yeah. again. And I yeah. recognized that just for me personally, that wasn't conducive to my healing process. Right. It was like, okay, at what point, right. With the grief process, do you like, yeah. do you sort of accept it for what it is? And yeah. like, for me personally, I think I needed to get to that space of acceptance to be able to move forward and not like you said, like linger and, and yeah. in it anymore, you know? Right. Right. Um, and for like that, after the miscarriage happened the rest of the year, like I wanted nothing to do with conception. Like I was like, I know some women can jump right into it and like, oh my gosh, you courageous warrior spirits that are just like, I'm going to try again immediately. Like I needed, my body needed to heal. My womb needed to heal mentally, heal, you know? Um, and so know in yourself that you wanted to take that time. That's a really great question. I think it was just like this intuitive knowing, Mm -hmm. right? It's just Mm -hmm. like, like, because of everything I, like I had planned did not go according to my plan. Uh (laughs) It was also a way of sort of me staying in control of something that I could control too. Hmm. But it's just, what do you mean? Like, um, how can I describe that a little bit more? Like since what had happened felt very out of my control, maybe I could control not conceiving again and potentially not having that happen again. That makes sense. I understand what you're saying. Right. Like as a means yeah. of coping with it. Like I think yeah. I was doing that like subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I'm, I was fully aware of what I just said then. Like I am present to now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody copes with it differently. Right. That was just my way of, yeah, of processing it. And, um, 
And then 2022 came and um, I forgot to share that in this process, I left my job with the school system and started my business. So you changed careers to, I mean, not careers, but like the place of your career. Yeah. I mean, a bit, you made a big shift. Right. Like I was wow. a counselor in the school system. And then I, um, and uh, being a planner, oh, um, I'm going to give birth in October. I'll take, you know, this many months off and this and that. And it's like, God had other plans, right? <laughs> All the plans go out the window. <laughs> well, yeah. So I resigned that summer and took the leap into my private practice. Started wow. individually got my business registered with Florida and just did all of the, you know, the legal business things and had no idea what I was doing, but I just kept reminding myself, like, if I can overcome what I just went through, then I can, I can literally do anything. Yes. Um, And I think that was part of my way of transmuting my grief into, yeah. Into like, um, like service of some sort, like change Mm -hmm. opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was, yeah, there was a shift that happened there, which was really amazing. Um, and then in 2022, I got to dive deeper into, into my healing as well. And, um, yeah, attended some different ceremonies, some different retreats, hosted my first ever four day women's retreat, which was really powerful and healing. Oh, yeah. And transformative and, um, yeah, just really put a lot of the focus in my business and, and then simultaneously started to sit with the idea again of trying to conceive. And so that journey started at some point in 2022, I don't really recall. Um, but especially toward the end of 2022 and beginning of this year, I was putting so much emphasis on like ovulation and, and what I need to be doing and what I don't need to be doing and what I need to be taking and what I don't need to be taking. And I think you've shared before, right? Like all of, I remember you saying like, yeah, I was drinking this sludge, like this herbal sludge, <laughs> you know, like, like going to see this specialist and this specialist. Oh and my God. Writing the things. And all of it. All of it. Yes. Chinese herbs that tasted like sludge. That's on the list. Thank you for remembering. I appreciate it. Which are highly beneficial. And of course, (laughs) I mean, all of it has its place, Mm. right? All of it has its place. Yes. When it's coming for me, and I'm not sure if you're getting at this too, when it's coming from a place of fear or lack or scarcity, if those are the driving forces behind what you're doing, then you have to stop and check yourself and really evaluate whether or not it's right for you. Because I know for me, when I was doing the things that were really in alignment, those are the things that worked. The choices that came from fear never worked. Thank you for saying that because yes, that's my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in addition to fear, like force as well, Yes. Right. Yes. Like effort, yes. force, like, because I have to do this. Right. Uh, like, you know, this I'm ovulating. Like, so now we have to have sex five times in the next 24 hours. And like, it totally sucks the fun and joy out of sex. <laughs> now I don't even like sex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like the one thing that could bring, yeah, a miracle. Right. 
world, right? I don't even, yeah. Like it's the like, best part of procreation becomes like the worst, sure. the worst, yeah. the worst, the absolute yeah. worst. Yeah. And then it drives this, you know, disconnection in, in relationship too with mm-hmm. your partner, like where it just feels like, yeah, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. So I remember I was working with a coach a little over a year ago and, and I was telling her like trying to conceive again. And she had shared that like all children really want is for their parents to be happy and healthy. Like that's it. Like there gets to be ease. There gets to be joy. There gets to be fun. She's like, what would it be like to just tap into play and fun again? Mm. I was just taking things so damn seriously. I love that. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a concept. (laughs) Like so simple, but like I bought chalk and I started like playing with chalk in my driveway and like drawing. And I bought, I used to love um, like playing with a skip it as a little girl. So I like that and just like had fun. I started taking piano lessons and just like tapped into like what, what deep down like brings me joy and, (laughs) and, um, and happiness. And then I really started to focus on my health too. So I did start working with, um, an acupuncturist who is now my doula Mm -hmm. and, um, she specializes in fertility and, um, prenatal pregnancy and postnatal care. And, um, I remember like probably January or February of this year, just crying on her table, like, why is this so difficult for me? Like, why do I have to do all of the things just to get there? Yeah. And she just reminded me like that there's no like right or wrong way for a woman to conceive. It's just like the journey is different for everybody, you know? Wow. Sometimes it happens so effortlessly. And sometimes maybe your body requires a little bit more of something or less of something. Right. Or maybe there's a letting go and surrendering process that gets to exist within your spirit and your heart and your mind, you know? Yeah. And then I, I started, um, this program to like manifest my baby. And I was like writing down all the things and listening to all the things and doing all the things. And around like the beginning of March, I had a reading with a psychic medium and she was like, just stop, just stop. the manifestations and the right like just stop trying to force right you know like yes a place for that too I'm big yes of course of course manifestations but as you said when it's like when when it's forced or when it like it's not fun anymore you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't Mm -hmm. light you up inside Mm -hmm. you're just like going through the motions right of like yeah, it just sucks. Um, and it's fear-based and it's scarcity exactly. based. It, the totally, it? it reminds me of, there's a podcast I did early on and I, I don't know the episode number, but maybe I'll put it in the show notes where I was talking about affirmations. And that is very similar to what you were just saying. Like affirmations, I'm a huge fan of affirmations, right? Like we want to use our words to help construct the reality that we want to live in. But when your energy doesn't match what you're saying, like in your case, when you're doing all this manifesting, but it's like this rigid, like I have to control it. And if I just say this thing every day, then it will happen. You know, that is actually, you know, repellent 
right? It's, it's creating the opposite thing because the universe doesn't respond to our words. It responds to our energy. And that's why, like you were saying, when you get to be playful and you get to be joyful and you get to open up, then you're ready to receive more joy. When you're in that state of like, oh my God, like if this doesn't happen, I, I what's coming to mind is like, I'm worthless. I'm ashamed. I'm sad. I'm lacking. Mm-hmm. That's what you're putting out. And that's, what's going to come back. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause when I reflect on that, right. I was writing down all the things, but on the inside, I was like, I don't think I believe that this is possible. Like I'm, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling, um, yeah, like this is lacking in my life and look at how much, if I could just step back and look at all of the goodness in my life. Yes. Right? And it's like you were focusing on what you didn't have instead right. of what you did. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very intense. And almost by letting go of it and not feeling the need to constantly like manifest it, quote unquote, you right. created space to just surrender to what was like, it was almost like an act of faith to not have to write those things every day. hundred percent. Yeah. So weird how like those things can work for us and then against us. And it really takes, you know, some inner knowing and some outside help, mm-hmm. like you, had, you know, to help you get there. It really does. I forgot to mention too, that we've had a bassinet in our bedroom for a, probably a year and a half or more that we've like written notes to our future baby in and just added little trinkets and things like that. And now it's full of all sorts of things. It's become like our altar for her. Um, and that always felt really good for me. Like it didn't feel forced or efforted, you know, it like yes. just hit me up to see that like, one day these notes and and trinkets and and um, vision boards and things like that won't be in here and there'll be a baby in here. And I just get to trust that that's going to happen. And one thing that really led me to that was when you yeah. and I met yeah. and you told me you're, you're meant to be a mom. Like if you know you're meant to be a mom, then you're meant to be a mom. And I knew, but I was still scared because I, I didn't want to go through what I had gone through before you know, of course. So yeah, of course, the moment I stopped tracking my ovulation and just have fun with sex again is what I can see. (laughs) When I stopped all the things I, um, and I was taking, really taking care of myself physically because I, I had some thyroid things going on, as you know, and yeah, um, some autoimmune markers. And I just really started to focus on, on my health and getting everything into balance physically. And then what followed from there was mentally and emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. And then just not tracking and obsessing and controlling anymore and just like surrendering it. Like, all right, I'm throwing my hands up. My white flag is out. You know, I'm like, yeah. here we go. And I think that's so interesting because what I'm hearing you say is you got to a point in your journey where you had done the homework, you had found the markers, the autoimmune things, the thyroid things. Um, I 
as I recall too, you had some dietary changes that you made to help support your physical body and you had worked on the mental, emotional, spiritual piece as well. So you had been your A plus student, right? Like you did your homework, you did your work, you figured out like breaking the code for Amy's pregnancy success. Hey, for me specifically. For you specifically. And then you reached a point where you said, okay, now I have to step back and surrender and not try to force this all the time. Like, I know I'm taking care of my body. I know, I believe I'm meant to be a mom. I could just have fun having sex, right? And and so what, I, what I'm really curious to know, and I think that a lot of women listening to this would know, and I see this happen with pretty much all the women who I know who become pregnant, who I've worked with, myself included, but I want to hear in your words, how did you know when to surrender? Like, what, was, what was that for you? I'm pausing because I'm like, God, how do I even answer that? Right. I don't think it's something that I like cognitively knew, right? It Good. was just, just had to happen. Yes. I think what one of the turning points for me too, was that my doula said to me, um, two things that were really impactful was have fun with the fear. So play Ooh, with the fear. I, like I, never, that. I never thought that fear and fun could go. That <laughs> <laughs> you can play with fear. What does that look like? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Okay. So there was that, there was this knowing that I meant to be a mom and I knew deep down that I was going to get pregnant this year. Like I just felt it in the core of me. I didn't know how, I didn't know when uh... I just had this, like this, this intuitive knowing. Right. And then the other thing she said to me was to balance and like merge action with surrender. So like we had just talked about, right? Like I had done all the action steps. I had lived in the masculine in all of the ways and trying to bring this soul into this world and do all, check all the boxes and do all of the quote unquote right things. Um, and then there needed to be a letting go process, which is the energy of the feminine, where it's just this like surrendering and I allow myself to receive this whenever it's meant to be for us. I don't have to know. I don't have to control it. I just get to as cliche as it sounds, but it's so impactful to let go and let God. Yeah. And there's a foundation um, in the leader in a leadership training program that I'm in where they say, can you be in the mystery of what wants to unfold without having to know? I and love then, you know, that. I have before right it's like uh, so so I got to be in the mystery of what wanted to unfold without having to know without without putting my own agenda on it without um projecting any sort of fear it's like yeah you know when you're just you're at your wits end and you're just like okay I finally I'm finally letting go so that I can. Yeah. 
And what's powerful for me is what I hear you saying is very profound. And it also, I think, can be simplified and say, you felt it. Like you said, and it wasn't a cognitive choice. Mm-hmm. It was something, because a lot of the time I'll talk about, you know, we spend so much time operating in our heads. We spend so much time trying to plan and control things and create a logical linear formula for how we're going to get from point A to point B. It's the way we're socialized. It works a lot of the time. It's what makes you and so many of our listeners A plus students, right? Like that's the formula for success. Right. Quote unquote. But mm-hmm. as you were saying, you know, surrendering to the feminine to kind of expand on that a little, I think for people who are listening, it's really about moving from the head into the heart, right? So you were, you shifted the point of command from above your shoulders to below, from the head to the heart. Yeah. And, and it's so beautiful that you just said that because when I did get pregnant, you invited me to create a vision board that stemmed from how I wanted to feel during my pregnancy and birth. And that is heart centered. You can't think your way to or through a feeling. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think I realized that that is what I did is like dropping from the mind and into the heart where there's just this deep trust, this welcoming, this invitation without having to control or force or no. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask you if there's anything that you would like to share or I don't want to use the word advise, but you know, the wisdom that you've gained, if there's a piece of wisdom or knowledge that you would like women who are in the place where you once were, who we know because they're listening, feel that deep desire in their hearts to be a mom and are on the path to it. Is there anything that you learned that either we haven't covered or that you want to emphasize for them? Yeah. There's a couple of things that are coming to mind. I think we're in a society where there's, an overwhelm of information. Yes. Right. And we have access to so much that we can read other people's stories and we can listen to other people's stories. And then we drop into this like comparison Mm. or um, sometimes a hopefulness, sometimes a hopelessness. So just advising you to be mindful of like what you're putting in your bag. And if it really doesn't resonate with you, then you don't have to take it on as your truth or your story and what works for one person might not work for another. Yes. So it's really just about connecting and coming home to yourself, to your body, to your heart and discovering what feels best for you. Mm -hmm. Like notice if something feels off that you're doing or not in alignment or it feels forced, maybe don't do that then. Even yeah. if somebody's advising you to do it, right? It's yes. like, 
yeah, I'm going to choose not to. And I don't understand why I'm choosing this, but I'm just listening to this, this voice within, right? Like we, we have a tendency to shut that voice off. And that's the one that we really need to be listening to over external voices. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think just, yeah, what it comes down to, if you know, deep within, like you can, you can feel it on a cellular level in your bones that you're meant to be a mother than you will. And you don't have to know when that's going to happen, but you get to exercise some patience and some trust, not just with the process, but ultimately with yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Thank you so much. The story, your story, your insights, the way that you explain things is so powerful. And thank you. I'm just so happy for you and inspired by you. And I know that the women listening, I'm sure, feel the same way. So thank you so much, Amy. If women want to find you, um, and keep this connection going, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, they can go to my website, which is, you can put in the show notes, but it's www.innerbloomwellness.com. Um, on Instagram, it's Amy Beckler, LCSW. And, um, and, or I have a Facebook page, Inner Bloom, those would probably be the three best ways to connect with me. So yeah. we're going to put Amy's website and her Instagram in the show notes for anybody who wants to follow her on Instagram. I know I follow her on Instagram and she posts amazingly inspiring things regularly. So <laughs> she's always a wonderful person to see pop up in your feed. If you're looking for more inspiration and wisdom um, also Amy is going on maternity leave soon. So <laughs> she, <laughs> keep that in mind too, but I know that she's just an amazing person to be connected to. And I'm so grateful to know you and to work with you and have you in my life. So thank you, Amy, so much for joining us today. And yeah. All right. Thank you. And for anyone who is listening, um, we are so glad that you joined us today and learned from us, learned from Amy. Uh, please remember, please remember, there's nothing special about women who beat the odds other than they crack their personal pregnancy code. As we heard from Amy, it's not just about taking supplements and hormones or hormones. It's about doing the inner work that helps you show up as your best self, make the choices that most align with what you need and stay in the game, even when it's hard, because you have built an unwavering belief in yourself and your dream of becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody listening that my group coaching program is opening its doors very soon. And if you want to jump on the wait list to get half off when it does, please check the show notes for that link as well. As always, if you made it to the end of this podcast, the desire in your heart to be a mom is clearly very strong. And if that is the case, then it is meant for you, friend. 
Please keep coming back. We'll see you next week. Have a beautiful day.